Welcome to Bitch Talk, booze interviews straight from the heart of San Francisco. Welcome to episode 276 of the Bitch Talk podcast. What? How is everybody? Excellent. Uh, I'm good. too busy watching the game. Yeah, we're, we're yeah. currently in a bar. Go Dubs. Uh, watching the Golden State Warriors play the Houston Rockets. Game, game three. Game three. Game three of, of the, the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, finals, playoffs, whatever. Series is tied at 1-1. So really if you haven't figured it out, it's a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> it is. And uh, really quickly, you can find us at bitchtalkpodcast.com. All of our socials are there. Just click on them, follow us, say hello, uh, do whatever you want to do. <laughs> we've had a what, we've had a really great week. Yes. We've done a lot of things. It's been which very I don't remember it's busy and exhausting all but, at the same time. But also great. Uh, invigorating. We I had a say. moment. I think We've Aaron and I had a moment yesterday yeah, when I, I was to go like, back to "Therapy, really, <laughs> is what's happening." But no, in a good way. Uh, in a so good way. we've been presenting with Campfest and partnering yeah. with them. Shout out to all of our friends at Campfest: Lancia, Sierra, Marky. Um, you guys have really been the core of Campfest for us and our go our go tos. No pun intended. Um, and then Sarah you. and Vince with. Thank you, Sarah and Vince and Karen Larson of Larson With and Karen Associates. Larson, yeah. Um, yeah. Just thank you for everything. Thanks for getting us on the radar and um, CamFest. We've done a few things with CamFest, but this year um, we've this really year been deeper. in it. This year was deeper. We've gone deep. Just when we thought we weren't, <laughs> we were closing the books today, we're, we might not be. <laughs> right. I mean, we'll see what happens in the next week. There, there it, might be more things but happening. It, but it was cool because uh, Aaron and I, after one of the events yesterday, were just kind of like, wow, I, I just, I've never felt so proud to be Asian. I don't know. I, I, I just, I've never grown up surrounded by people of my own culture unless nope. I was at a family party. Um, so it was just, Funeral, it was banquet, elevated. It was uh, kind of an wedding. elevated yeah. empower, sense of empowerment and pride right. that I really have never felt to this degree so and thank you camp fest and thank, thank you, you camp bitch fest talk for and thank you bitch talk yes you're well, welcome um i know who am i question? thanking i don't know um it's funny because i i wonder if people know when they listen to bitch talk that we're all asian american well women obviously but i don't know if they know that and i don't think i've ever felt more asian than this camp fest and i mean that in a very sincere way and um it's just something that I'm like, I, I told Angela, I'm like, I think I have to go to therapy to talk about my Asian-ness now. Cause Get it's, in touch. Because it's just, touch it. I'm half Chinese, half Irish. And uh, and when my dad grew up in San Francisco, in Chinatown in the 30s, he was taught to only speak English and really not be Chinese. So that kind of was told throughout uh, the generations, at least my generation, my generation and my sister and my brother. Yep. Um, you're not Asian, you're, you're American and you're, you assimilate. So coming to CamFest and being a part of that really amplifies the community. And so I want to say thank you. Well, and I, and I grew up along, along those same lines, I'm first generation and my parents, they didn't necessarily teach me to not appreciate my Filipino roots, but they were just kind of like, you're American. We speak English. They never taught me Tagalog. So I, I can't speak and I, I feel badly about that. But, uh, yeah, I never really grew up with this sense of pride right. for my culture, right. even though I always loved it. 
Right. Uh, it, it never was really defined to me as these are your people, these are your roots, this is what we've been through, and you should be proud of that. Right. And so these events that I find as an adult are are helping elevate that in me. So I'm right. grateful for that. What about you, Shar? Yeah. No. It's uh, yeah. It it kind of it made me it made me proud and happy to. Like watching the, when we watched the video in the in the docu documentary yeah. today, it was like I'm happy the way that my parents raised me. You know, the fact that I was exposed to you know the culture the way that I was, the fact that you know I have been to the Philippines you know a dozen times, right. and I have been able to you know like and I understand like I didn't have to read the subtitles when they were talking. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, like that kind of stuff. It was just like it. It did. It was like I was asking you guys right before we started, before we cracked the mics. It's like, did you know? Did you? Guys, well, I know you guys. Aaron's a crier, so I knew she probably I cry cried. All the time, I did. I teared but up, and I, I I've watched the video multiple times, and I still teared up. And I totally. It's like I. It gave me like you know like the goosebumps and the chills and the feels, and I was just like, dude, this is it was so badass, mm -hmm. and it made you just go holy, you know, like and. And I think that's what was great about this week. You know, all the things that we did with CamFest, especially, you know, like we went to the filmmakers, uh, the Filipino filmmaker yeah, mixer. Yeah, that was And, dope. you know, like we're just, we're meeting a lot of people in our community that are like us, you know, doing the hustle and doing, they are hustling. doing what we're doing. And it's just like, it just kind of made you feel like, holy crap, you know, we're not, you know, like we're not alone and we're all here to kind of like what, what Ruby was saying, we're all here to kind of, you know, stand on each other's shoulders and help each other yeah. out. Well, and I think an Im important point was we we've, we've been going to like so many events lately. We went to this uh, Filipino film mixer, film mixer on Thursday, and then we went <laughs> to another one on Friday, which I'm not going to call out right now. But we noticed a stark difference between the the ease of meeting people and and the the fact of the matter is. At least Filipino Americans, we want to lift each other up, and it was so easy to meet people, and it was so great to make real connections, not just what do you do, what what can you do for me, but just kind of like, oh, cool, you know, I want to listen to what you're doing, even though it might not help me, but it just, it was just there was a stark difference, right? I'll say, right? It, no, and I I'm not gonna podcast mixer was great, and that, but it was got, great, yeah. We, yeah. we we got done what we needed to get done, but it was very different. There's yeah. a stark contrast, mm -hmm. and um. It, there just was. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but um, the last couple of days have been great. We saw our friend of the show, H.P. Mendoza's new film, Bitter I Melon. We're, we're probably going to have to spend a whole episode talking well, I, and dissecting. He's coming on. He said he'll come on yeah. again with yeah. a bottle of Jameson, as we do. And It'll really, be a four-hour episode. And have a, uh, yeah, 24-hour episode, really. <laughs> we'll just cut it into two weeks of We HP. should go camping. We should just camp. Mm -hmm. Do with some bottles or something. Shrooms. Oh, we met his husband last night. I know was so much did. fun. He's a sweetheart. Um, and I, I have to say, there's a there's a couple. Of, it's funny. Uh, two white people introduced us to two Filipinos. So Jeff Hunt, who's sitting right here from Storied San Francisco a podcast, you should subscribe to, introduced us to HP Mendoza, and then our friend of the show Dana Dana Keys. Um, introduced us to Ruby Obara, who we just interviewed on the stage of the Roxy, which I'm like, maybe we need to check ourselves because <laughs> we don't know all the Asian Americans. <laughs> What's happening here? I'm just having that realization. But I want to thank them both. Thanks for calling us out. That's but awesome. But also, but thank you for recognizing and bringing those people to our attention. So because right. with HP, I don't think we'd be where we are in a way with Camp Fest and with him especially. Right. And... Um, 
Ruby Ibarra, I did not know about her until Dana Keys sent me a text uh, a month, basically a month ago. It was like, you need to have this girl on your show. And then all of a sudden we're interviewing her a month later at CampFest. Yeah. At Roxy talking about her documentary and her new video. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And that's what, and that's what we're here talking about today. You are going to hear yep. our Q&A with Ruby Barra, Evelyn Obamos, Dale Kino, and Faith Santillo, who uh, are just created like a, this a little wedge of this video. Yeah, they created this documentary. It's basically a making of Ruby Barra's music video, Nothing on Us, Penise Rising. And uh, I... <laughs> and I think my point is you don't have to be Asian to appreciate all this. You can be any color, any race, whatever you want, and... and it's, it's about being heard and, and, yeah. and, it's and creating about your own supporting space and, and embracing your roots. You know? yep. Well, and that's a big thing with a lot of our countries, but specifically with Filipinos is we're such a, um, a blend, <laughs> a, a melting pot of different cultures and different colonizers uh, that there's not just one story and they're all beautiful and, and unique in their own way mm-hmm. and important to be told so so we hope you enjoy this podcast and this Q&A with uh, Ruby Abada if you don't know who she is look her up she's got thousands and thousands of followers recognize because she's coming and she's a young lady doing her do and is amazing in she's the, the future world. the present and the future of hip-hop yep. and I'm so excited for all the little kids being raised right now because they're gonna have her to look up to so right so enjoy So we're going to invite uh, Ruby Ibarra, Evelyn Obamos, is Dale here, and uh, Faith. So we're going to do a couple questions and then we'll throw it out to the audience, okay? So I'm going to start with Ruby. When did you know you were going to direct this film? Um, I know that I wanted to have more of a hands-on control, especially with this video, because the song meant so much to me. Um, but I don't think it was until I was in contact with Dale, by the way, who is the videographer and editor of the video. Please give it up for him. He did such an incredible job. So I've, I've known Dale since we were in college. Um, he's done incredible work with music production and um, video production, especially recently. I've, I've seen a lot of um, you know, the incredible quality that comes out of the, the music video that he produces, the music videos. And so I knew that I wanted to work with him. And to be honest, um, initially, I, I didn't really know that I wanted to completely take the reins on, on the project. But I think as, as the date, the first shoot date approached, um, we kind of, you know, we sat down, we talked about it, and we, we came up with a decision that um, he would leave up all, you know, the planning to me and like choosing the scenes. And I, I'm glad that, you know, he allowed that space um, to, he kind of like took a step back and he allowed me to have that space and that platform to be able to share my ideas with him. And I feel like he thankfully executed everything that I had in my head so beautifully. So thank you, Dale. Yes, thank you, Dale. And thank you to all of you. I just, it's, it's such a powerful video. I've watched it so many times, but I still, I get chills every time and it brings out something really powerful in me. And I wanted to talk a little bit about the Filipino experience. I mean, it's a country comprised of over 7,000 islands, 182 different dialects. Can you talk a little bit about the uniqueness and the diversity of the Filipino experience and what you hope somebody will walk away taking from that? 
I mean, I think part of part of what was so beautiful um, uh, behind the vision of this project was, I, I think that in such a short amount of time, um, Ruby was able to capture some of that diversity just in the a lot of the imagery. Um, the other thing too that was was really nice to see. I, I think especially for me because um, I'm brown, is that, you know, any time I'd ever seen Filipinos on TV in the Philippines, it was no one that ever looked like me, you know, they all had really pointy noses or really fair skin, and so it was lovely to yeah. see kind of the, just the mixture of folks in the, in the room. Um, but I think part of, you know, I think at one point Evelyn had asked, was interviewing a bunch of us and kept asking, you know, and the question was, what does it mean to be Pinay? And, and honestly, it was probably one of, it's not an easy question mm -hmm. to answer, especially because, I mean, there's a, obviously a lot of us here in, the, um, in, in San Francisco, but um, there's so many of us uh, all over the world away from our families back home in the Philippines. And so I'm hoping that this video gets to kind of serve as a jumping point for us to be able to talk about all of the drastically different experiences that Pinay's, uh, you know, go through, not, in the U not just in the US or in the Philippines, but in Dubai, in Canada, in, in Europe, and so on. Ruby, I was going to ask you, um, when did you know you had the power to um, bring in 200 Panay? And I feel like all of you can probably answer a little bit, too, about that, the power of Ruby. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly didn't know that until I showed up to that back room of the gym and I saw a crowd that looked like this. Like, it was just so many people already sitting and waiting to, you know, for, for them to, to start the scene. Um, I just... You know, I posted it with no um, expectations at all. I was just honestly hoping for 20 people to show up, maybe. <laughs> I'm like, maybe, I, I, know, I know I knew at least my sister would be there, so I'm oh, like, okay, yeah. maybe 19 Family. people. yeah. <laughs> so um, I was just, and to this day, I honestly am floored by the response that we got um, and, and just so grateful that everyone in the community um, wanted to be part of it. And, I think the fact, too, that we had such a wide range of um, ages that showed up. Like, we had babies there all the way to, I don't know if you guys saw the Lola that was mm -hmm. in the music yeah. video, the grand grandmother. Yes, yes. And, you know, to see all those generations, uh, I think, help even encap encapsulate what the music video was all about, you know, that from sisterhood and all generational um, representation of Filipinas, too. And I love how you talk about, you show the, the soft, the gentle side, but also the hard, powerful side. And I think that it's really important. This music video is about women reclaiming their space, reclaiming their voice. And it's important to realize that we can be both at the same time. And that's what makes us powerful and beautiful. Yeah, I definitely wanted, um, just coming off of the, the, the song, I knew that at first it was an expression for like our experiences as Penais. I think that's how we approached the track. But once the music video was released and once we had the video shoot with so many people that wanted to be part of it, I think that's when we, I, when I fully realized that, you know, the song and this video is bigger than myself. It's bigger than the artists that are part of the track. Like, I feel like the, honestly, I feel like the title of the song, Us, is aptly named just because this song is for all of us. You know, this is a community track. This is for all the Pinay women out here. Um, and I'm just hoping that, you know, like I said earlier, like I hope that when, when younger Pinay women watch it that they feel like 
I, I'm represented and there's someone out there that looks like me. You do talk about uh, patriarchal society within the Filipino community. Was there any pushback to this video at all through the community? <laughs> good, that's good. Oh yeah, <laughs> they're not here. It was all positive. I don't think, well in the process of the video, we I, I didn't experience any pushback. I mean like I said, like Dale, he allowed me to have that space. I know like even outside of music, even in you know, videography, it's still very male dominated. So that's why I was so proud to, to work with Evelyn. And for Dale to you know, allow me to, like, for him to like, listen to what I actually have to say, I thought that was, that's definitely dope. And um, honestly, I, I, I don't feel like we experienced any pushback, thankfully, during the process of the making of the video. I do have to admit, in the beginning, I, I was kind of nervous. Um, having women in, in you know, the traditional Filipino attire, just because I didn't want it to come across as you know, um, minimizing you know, those people who, in the traditions and the communities that those, um, those uh, traditional wear come from, I didn't want to minimize it to just you know, be used for imagery in, in a music video. And to be honest, I, if I could, if I had a bigger budget, if I could go out to the Philippines and you know, have indigenous folks actually you know, be part of it, that would have been my, my number one choice um, to, to go with the direction of the video. Because there is always that discussion, you know, beyond representation, inclusion as well is, of course, very important. So that was um, something that I did think about. That's great. I think we're going to take it to the audience now. People have questions. Hi, good afternoon. I just want to say congratulations uh, to you all for the team um, who put this together. I know I've interviewed you before. I work for the Filipino channel, and I'm so happy to see you guys here. Congratulations um, for, for you know this beautiful uh, project from the music video to the documentary. But I know it was mentioned earlier, and I'm curious, there is a difference between Filipino-Americans, um, Filipinos here in the US, or Pinays here in the U.S. and of course Pinays uh, in the Philippines. What do you want the Pinays in the Philippines to know about the Pinays here um, via the music video? Um, what is the message that you want them to learn about us and where we are here uh, at this moment? That's tough because as somebody who actually grew up being embarrassed of her identity, I think Classy hit it home when she talked about her struggle with accepting who she was and her brown skin. I don't know if there's folks in the room who've done this when they were growing up, but I grew up scrubbing my skin with some papaya soap. I grew up pinching my nose because if your nose is taller, you're more attractive. I grew up reading the newspaper to articulate better, to avoid having a Filipino accent. And those are so many dimensions of my identity that are true to being Filipino that I was ashamed of. And, and it's rough because you see what beauty is defined by and it's institutionalized. And what's institutionalized then gets seeped into our interpersonal experience. Shout out to Pep. And then that becomes internalized. And I would hope that Pinais in the Philippines recognize their power, recognize that there are women who represent so many different parts of the Philippines and they're part of that conversation. I think Angie hit it home where she acknowledged there's over 7,000 islands in the Philippines. How are we to expect that just one dimension of beauty is the standard, right? And it's super powerful because as someone who's seen my 
own process as a Pinay, as a Filipino American, to have my mom in this room like see this message, it means so much. And I would hope that there is a part of their, in the Philippines and for Filipino Americans here, I hope that there's a part in this process that they learn to decolonize and they learn to embrace who we are beyond what the oppressors try to tell us we are. And it's not gonna be easy, but as Atta Allison says, pain and love is growth. Mabuhay. Uh, well, congratulations. Uh, what's next for everybody? What are you, how are you going to top this? I'm going to sleep. <laughs> and learn about DCP. Apparently, the file format of the video, we had, some, we had some chaos before the film. So as you see something beautiful, there is chaos behind all of that. So just so you know. Um, <laughs> Next project for me is hopefully get to work more with the folks on the stage and folks in the audience. I'm sure after this, people here are taking this message away and becoming agents of that conversation too. Holla, any collabos in the room? <laughs> What's up, y'all? <laughs> um, I know Ruby and I, we have uh, another music video locked in. <laughs> So I am very looking forward to that and, uh, uh, and all the other projects we got lined up. Um, so for me, first of all, I just want to um, shout out Classy and Rocky. And Rocky especially, she just had a baby not too long ago. So, um, but um, so, you know, Bam is obviously helping raise this newborn baby with Rocky. Um, but the next thing that um, I'll be working on is um, Bam and I will be collaborating on, an, on another album pretty soon, hopefully by the end of the year. Um, for me, like Dale mentioned earlier, um, we have another music video coming out, Taking Names. It should be coming out in a couple of weeks. Um, and then it's just continuing to put up visuals from the album. And um, I've, I've talked, to, I've talked um, about this to a few people so far, but I might as well just share it with everyone. Um, I also want to create um, like a mini movie for the album, like Circa 91, because I, I saw just how powerful creating the Us Music video was. And I want to take something short, you know, the five minutes, and I want to expand that into maybe something 30 minutes long. And um, yeah, that's, that's what's up next, uh, a, a mini movie. Related to the file format, can we give Roxy Theater and Tim up there in the booth a round of applause? Hey. I'm going to ask one more question. We might be able to throw it out to one more if anyone else has questions. But um, your mamas are both here. That's a big deal. Have they always been supportive of your careers? I feel like my mom is like the one out of 100 Penai moms that t didn't tell me to go to nursing school. <laughs> no, shout out to 
No, my fiance is actually a nurse. So shout out to all the nurses out there. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm engaged. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's the announcement today too. <laughs> um, yeah, my mom. I feel like there's always been kind of a role reversal, that you know, the traditional between the, a mom and a daughter, especially you know, in that that um, immigrant and um, POC narrative. I know for a lot of immigrant families why they, they're so hard on you know, a lot of their kids and make, making sure that they get a good education and finding a stable job, why that you know, seems to be like a lot of the path for a lot of immigrant kids. I think that I realized that it's, it's natural for a lot of our parents to feel that way. I mean, they, a lot of them came here to the US, they immigrated to the US um, because they wanted um, to accomplish a bigger dream for themselves. So I know my mom made a lot of sacrifices for us moving here to the US. So I know that she's scared of me sometimes. She's scared of, um, for me sometimes and making sure that you know, I, she, she's raised someone who, who feels successful and is able to you know, have a stable job. Um, but yeah, going back to, to your question, um, my mom is the type of mom to, to play too short at, at home. <laughs> She, she's honestly been the one who's been telling me, like, you should just pursue music full time. And I have to tell her, no, I need to have a backup plan, mom. <laughs> so that, that's been our relationship. And I'm just so absolutely grateful to have a mother like her who's been 100% has had my back and um, believed in my passion and believed in what I love. And thank you, mama. <laughs> I'd like to add that my mom is also a warrior and a fighter, a survivor, and she raised my sister and I as a single parent. And and not a day goes by where I don't feel like every single breath I take and every single decision I make is is credited to her uh, her raising me and. And it's so hard because, you know, when we're Filipino children, we hella want to make our parents proud. And you never know if they're validating it. And my mom, <laughs> my mom is tough love, man. And, and I think it stems from her having to sacrifice so much and her knowing that there's so much at risk for our family. And she sacrificed being an attorney in the Philippines to move to America, and she has carried so many different jobs. Anything from, sorry mom, I'm like exposing you now. <laughs> but everything from serving at a restaurant to working at a call center in America to working at an airport to getting, going back and getting her master's degree in special education. Like, she's done so much. And I don't know if y'all know this, but I actually don't have any blood family in the Bay Area. And I've lived here for 10 years, and they've always been either across the water or across the continent. So anyone here who's had to move somewhere else and be away from your family, you know that's not easy. And, and I'm so grateful that she's always been a solid rock. She's always been a firm foundation for me to remind me of who I am and who I can be. So we have to wrap it up. We have one little girl right here. Is that okay, you guys? Okay. Stand up. 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 Stand up.
Um, hello. <laughs> <laughs> um, my question is, how do you feel about the music video, and what do you think you'll get out of it, out of everyone else? So, deep down inside, I, so, a little back, background. Um, I started my journey as a, um, a director, videographer, music producer about four years ago. And when I started, I, I, I struggled with being accepted with the people I started with. Um, I re once I realized that and I started valuing myself, um, I started looking towards my own community, you know, uh, my fellow Asians, Asian Americans. And I swear, once I really started working with um, others in my community and really following my passion, that's when stuff started working out for me. Um, and so for me, seeing a video that's, that's to me is iconic already. Um, I, I just want people to understand that you don't have to chase the typical avenue um, and you could do things on your own. So are we all gonna answer? Um, okay, so to answer your question, um, I think, you, you know, um, you get a lot of, I think as a poet, I get a lot of opportunities to collaborate um, with, with artists and um, the thing I ask myself usually is what is the best version of this project that could happen and what is the worst version of this project that, what would that look like? And either way I was like, no, 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 either, however it turns out, this is a project I want to be a part of and I think it was, um, and I, I think I did expect, I did expect a grip of pin eyes to show up. I did expect that it was going to be a beautiful thing and that it was going to be well received, but I think one of the things that I didn't expect was how much it was going to resonate with non-pin eyes. With um, a lot of folks, like, there are a lot of, a lot of Native, particularly um, a bunch of Salish women from Canada who had reached out, and a lot, um, a lot of, like, my Chicana homegirls back in LA, and um, that was a really valuable thing, and I'm, I'm still trying to figure out, um, at, you know, it just wasn't what I expected. And so um, I think just the solidarity that we can build from being able to speak a, about our own truths is, is really a beautiful thing that I didn't really see coming. So what I hope folks can take away from this music video is to recognize that this conversation did not start here, and it does not end here either. It's something that we really hope to carry on. Thank you to CanFest for amplifying our message. They saw that we were actually gonna release the documentary, and then they were like, hold up. Because sorry to everyone who was expecting a, an online version of the, of the film. Apparently you can't upload things to YouTube or Vimeo before they're screened, so we learned that. <laughs> so thank you for your patience and, and coming out today. But speaking to the fact that this conversation doesn't end here, I just want to give a quick shout out to Ethnic Studies. <laughs> and if I'm not mistaken, is it its 50th anniversary? 50th anniversary just happened last week, right? And so, credit to the Third World Liberation Front who recognized that students needed to see more of themselves in the history books that they were reading. We got a lot of educators in the room. I don't know if you could tell. <laughs> but again, I want this to amplify that message too, that we as Penais are in solidarity together. And Ruby said it perfectly in the video when she said, the society teaches us to 
pit ourselves against each other. When we see things, it's so much easier to do it now with social media too. We see things and we envy or we think that somebody isn't good enough and then we see that in ourselves. And I, I want us to take this message and instead uplift each other and celebrate our brown sisters. If somebody's doing good work, celebrate them, support them, show up. Y'all today are doing a really good example of that. Um, I hope what people get out of watching this music video, just to go off of Evelyn, is the importance of sisterhood. Um, there is a multitude of stories from women that need to be told, you know, whether you're Penai, whether you're Chicana, whether you're whatever, whatever community you're from. Um, and I think that when, when, I get, when we get responses, like when I see YouTube comments or people coming up to us after shows and telling us, like, you know, like, they feel validated when they see a video like that or they feel seen like that to me is beyond any accolade beyond any amount of views that we can get for the video like that was not our goal like to to have you know to go viral that's not our goal our goal is just to be able to show at least one young penai such as yourself so that she feels like she sees herself on a screen um and then also um i i just hope that this also leads to um, more projects like this. I hope that other Panais feel empowered and want to share their story because I know that the immigrant experience um, is so dynamic. Like even just the difference between a first generation Filipino American is going to be so different from a second generation Filipino American's experience. And um, I know there's a lot of beautiful stories out there um, that, that that's still missing. You know that, that that people still need to hear. And I just hope that you know that's what the that's what um, people feel when they see this video, that they feel empowered and that they feel visible. On that note, let's thank everyone on the stage. Dale, Faith, Ruby, Evelyn, we're Bitch Talk. Thank you, CamFest. Thank you, Marky. And thank you, Roxy, for having us. Have a good afternoon. Go Warriors! <laughs>